Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I'm just excited we're here today, excited we get to be back. Uh, I don't know if you've listened already to the episode I had put out last week, but after a month of taking a break in July. It's just, it's fun to be back, fun to be back to having these conversations and talking with you all. As always, really wish we could just all be sitting around a table, drinking coffee or tea, and just talking and enjoying this time together. One thing that I thought about during this time off in July and that I really want to start doing is having just a verse of the month for the podcast that I'll just read at the beginning of the podcast, talk about a little bit, and then I'll repeat that over the course of the month. Um, Usually this is probably just going to be the verse that I have chosen for myself in that month to memorize, to really think about, really internalize. So if you would like to do that with me to memorize it, to really digest it, great. If you want to just listen to it when I read it a few times during the month, maybe you'll memorize it just by doing that anyway. But I just really want to have that focus of starting off episodes with a, with a focus on a Bible verse that I feel like is relevant and important, at least to my life and hopefully to yours as well. So I know we're partway through the month, but I'm starting now instead of waiting till the next month. Um, practically joyful mom, not perfectly joyful mom here. So. The verse that I chose for August, um, after praying about it, is Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This can be a tricky verse, I think, because it's easy to feel like it's saying, well, it says God's working for my good, so that means I'll get the job I wanted or get the house we want to move into or whatever it looks like, we think of it in terms of just our circumstances, I think, a lot of times. And so just kind of one thing maybe to think about in this month as we're uh, kind of focusing on this verse is the good of those who love him, our good, doesn't always look the way we think it is. And I'm not just talking about circumstances here, but Sometimes God's using the difficult things that happen in our life to grow our character, to grow our dependence of him, to grow our recognition of our sin and our need for him, 
So I think we have to kind of realize that this, the good of those who love him, isn't just from a worldly perspective, isn't just from a keeping up with the Joneses, we'll have more and more good things and get a bigger house and a better car and all these things. The good of those who love him often doesn't look like what we think is for our good. But then when we look back, we can see, oh yeah, I really grew during this challenge. I really grew during this hard thing. So the whole episode's not about this first, but that's just a short little, I don't know, just an insight that I feel like is important in this verse because otherwise it can be really easy to maybe read this and then just get bitter and say, well, it actually doesn't seem like this is good. I don't think this is a good situation or a good circumstance. So now kind of jumping into the episode, uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, we're kind of hitting the end of summer drawing to a close. If you have school-aged kids, you're maybe getting back into some school routines and some different things going on in life. Even if you have smaller kids, I feel like fall really just is a time of change. So as we head into this, I felt like this idea that I want to talk about today was really relevant. And we're talking about the idea of consistency because personally for me, I feel like this last month, a lot of the summer was almost like the opposite of consistency. We haven't, we've traveled to visit family, we've gone camping, we've had different schedules, we didn't have school, we've had just a lot of things different. And that's not necessarily bad. We just haven't had the same consistent daily routines or weekly things. I personally haven't been as consistent in praying and reading the Bible or connecting with my kids and having special times or doing their daily blessings or consistently meal planning or grocery shopping. So many things that have just been really sporadic and not consistent. And it, to me, feels a bit ironic because way back at the beginning of this year, I did the choosing a word of the year thing. I know maybe to you it sounds corny or silly. Maybe you love the idea wherever you stand. For me, it has been a helpful thing in the last few years to just choose an idea to kind of focus on. So other words I've chosen for different years were things like invest about, okay, I want to be investing in relationships or things that matter the most in my life. Or another year it was connect, building connection with my kids, connection with friends, connection with my husband, with God, all of that stuff. And this year, I chose consistency as my word because I feel like there were a lot of areas where I've been trying to work on growing and I'll, you know, make a lot of progress on something and then just kind of stagnate. And so I've been really wanting to work on this area of being more consistent in the things that matter the most to me. So today I kind of want to talk about that idea and hopefully have some good practical ideas, some good perspective shifting ideas for all of us, myself included, because this is an area I want to come back to. Summer has been really not consistent and I'm hoping that as we go into the fall that's something I can work on building back in. 
Before we jump in too far, I just want to share some definitions I found looking on dictionary.com, Merriam-Webster, a few different places. So the first, and this is the first one I want to talk about a little more in depth, was consistency as a pattern of sticking with one way of thinking or acting. So this to me was what I was really thinking of when I chose consistency as a word of the year. A pattern of thinking or acting. So I want to have a pattern of waking up and praying every morning. A pattern of consistently cleaning up after dinner. Or a pattern of consistently spending kids with my... Or spending kids with my time. Um, time with my kids would make a lot more sense there. So that one, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth in just a second. But then I want to mention these other two as well that I thought were interesting and then I will come back around to them. But uh, consistency, agreement or harmony between parts or elements, and then also firmness of constitution or character. So those two I kind of lumped together and I'll come back around to them. But first, I want to talk about this first kind of consistency, pattern of sticking with one way of thinking or acting. So this patterns of how we act. And I think the first thing that jumps out to me here is that consistency does not mean perfection. It says a pattern of this. It doesn't mean completely doing it exactly this way and never ever not doing it, never ever missing. So I think it's easy to feel like we have to either do something every single time to consider ourselves as being consistent or if we can't do it every single time, then we kind of just throw in the towel and say, oh, I can't do that. But I think consistency doesn't have to mean perfection. It means you keep coming back to it. It means you don't just give up and throw up your hands. So an example, if you set out to do daily blessings with your kids every day and it ends up happening like three days a week, your kids are probably still going to remember for the rest of their lives that these daily blessings were something that mom quote-unquote always did. Three days a week is consistent. Even if you're aiming for seven and all you hit is three, that is still consistent if you keep going and don't just stop because it can't be perfect. I think the big issue for me with this whole idea of these consistent patterns is that the little things we do consistently matter a whole lot more than some big grand gesture once in a while. So if, even if we just think about money, right? If you deposit $100 a month in a bank account every month, it's really going to add up over time, right? Over years and years and years, you'll have a lot of money in that account, especially if you've got interest involved, right? That is so much more valuable than just like, throwing in a thousand dollars a couple of times right you end up with two or three thousand whereas if over the course of decades you're putting in a hundred each month it's really going to add up what if you miss a couple months of depositing that hundred dollars is it going to just mean you have nothing no it's still going to keep adding up every time you do put in that hundred dollars it keeps setting up, it keeps growing and growing and growing because you're consistent with it over time. So, 
the same, I think, applies to lots of other areas of our lives. These little daily, or weekly, or monthly deposits in the areas where we want to grow, they really do matter immensely. So I think that's just an important perspective shift. I think there's a lot of voices in the world trying to tell us, well, you have to do it perfectly every time, or you might as well just give up. And I think we can be free from that pressure to say, okay, if I keep coming back to it and I keep coming back to it, that is consistent. Another idea, perspective shift maybe in this is when we're doing something consistently, it actually gets easier to do. At first, it might feel really hard to wake up in the morning and instead of reaching for your phone or whatever you tend to do to pick up your Bible, sit in a comfortable chair, read a chapter, or spend some time praying, that might feel hard to kind of mentally work up the energy to do that when you've just gotten out of bed. Maybe that's not the right time in the day for you and how you function best, just as an example. Maybe it's really hard at first if you start saying, okay, after dinner we always clean up the kitchen, so then it's just done for the evening. But as we do these things more consistently, it gets easier and easier. Even my kids have noticed this. We have a thing where, you know, in our house we try to start the dishwasher every evening. I mean, it's pretty much always full or overflowing anyway. So we start the dishwasher in the evening and then in the morning... Before breakfast, my kids are supposed to unload it, you know, at least everything that they can reach. And even my oldest the other day made this comment. He said, it's just habit now, so it actually doesn't feel that hard. I just do it, and it doesn't bug me. And I love that he had that insight to say, wow, when I, because we've been doing this consistently, and this is just a thing we do, it doesn't feel so draining, it doesn't feel so hard, it does, there's not as much pushback from them because we've just established it as something we do consistently. And this can totally apply to us as moms as well. If you have a hard time building up the mental energy to do a workout, if that's something that you want to be more consistent in or whatever it is, just start and then keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it and over time, it does get easier to do these things when we're doing it consistently. So as far as some practical ideas here, if you're like me and maybe summer has derailed some of your consistent routines that you had before, or maybe you just want to start some new ones, I think here are some things to consider or places to start if you're trying to establish some consistent habits or routines or things you want to be doing in your life. And I think the first thing is we have to come back to this and remember that you don't have to earn love, earn whatever by being consistent. It's not about earning something. It's about growing in an area, but it's not, it doesn't have to be this performative earning thing. You know, we can just bring ourselves back and Remind ourselves, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one could boast. And while we may not consciously think we're trying to earn salvation by reading the Bible consistently or earn someone's love and respect by sweeping our floors every evening, 
we can pretty easily turn a lot of things into a performative task where we think we have to do something to earn whatever it is. And so I just want to remind us all, myself included, that being consistent is not about proving yourself or earning something, earning love, earning respect. It's about growing in an area and it's motivated by love for your kids, yourself, your family, God, not by trying to earn something. The second thing I think here to consider is if you try to be consistent in doing everything, the only thing you're really going to end up being consistent in is just not being consistent, right? Um, If you say, if you listen to this podcast and you say, okay, starting tomorrow, I'm going to read my Bible 30 minutes a day, pray 30 minutes a day, spend time with each kid, have a weekly date night with my husband, you know, sweep the floor every day, exercise every day, all these things you will probably burn out hard. So I think here, start with one or two habits that you want to cultivate. Maybe it's morning Bible time, a daily walk, a weekly date night, special times with your kids, like I talked about back in episode eight, whatever that looks like, choose one thing, maybe two things. Start there because... If you try to do all these things, it's so overwhelming. And once you start not doing something, once you lose a little bit of consistency, then it's really easy to feel like you're failing and then you just give up on all of it. So do one thing consistently until that becomes more automatic habit and then add something else. So take it slowly. And then the third thing, which I feel like you know, we always keep coming back to, is pray. Don't try to just do this on your own and say, okay, I'm going to make myself be consistent at whatever. Ask God, is this thing that I've chosen to try to be consistent in really what he wants me to be focusing on? If not, what is? And then ask him to help you follow through. I know I've talked on this podcast before about 2 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Even if you don't feel like you're a naturally self-disciplined person, the Holy Spirit working through you can help you grow in that self-discipline. So pray and ask God for help if there's an area you want to grow more consistent in some sort of habit or thing that you do regularly. Now I want to circle back, like I promised before, to kind of the second definition about consistency and this is one I hadn't really thought about a ton before this episode but going back to our definitions there was agreement or harmony between parts or elements firmness of constitution or character so thinking about this it I was like oh this is kind of a different sort of consistency like consistency between how we act in one circumstance and how we act in another consistency of character not consistency of did I load the dishwasher tonight but is my character consistent in different circumstances is it consistent with who I really want to be so I think maybe just some questions to ask yourself here would be like are you gentle and patient with your kids when you're out at a play date or at a park But then when you're home, you're constantly grumpy and impatient and yelling at them. Like that would be a lack of consistency there. Or are you kind and friendly to certain friends or acquaintances in person, but then you speak badly about them when they're not around? Or even if it's just to yourself that you're speaking badly about them. 
Are you really living out the character in your daily life that you want to have? And I think those can be some really <laughs> convicting questions to ask. We could ask this about lots of different areas in life, but do you feel like you are acting consistently with the character that you want to have and across different circumstances? And if your answer is, no, I'm not, I'm not consistent in this way, I just want to offer the hope that it's not about just trying harder, not about just, you know, forcing yourself to muster up the courage to be better at whatever consistency. I think practically the biggest thing here is, again, ask for help. Ask God to point out to you first the areas where your actions or your words are not consistent with who you want to be, with who he wants you to be. Ask him to convict you about where are you not living consistently. And then ask him to help you grow in that area or those areas. Um, like, like we talked about just before this, you know, God did not give us a spirit that makes us timid, but with power, love, and self-discipline. I think this applies to consistency of character as well. We can pray and ask him to help us grow in whatever areas we're not consistent in. And then I think also just because you're praying about it doesn't mean that you can't also use the resources around you. So we don't have to say, okay, I'm praying, so that's it. Yes, it's really, really important. And it would be silly to just pray and say, God, please help me be a better parent when you have lots of resources around you that can help you. So if you are really wanting to grow in consistency of character in some area, look up some good books in that area. Ask people you respect for recommendations and then read them, like really read them, take notes, study them, apply them, whether it's a book on parenting or marriage or forgiveness or gentleness or prayer or whatever that area is, you know, take a parenting course, find a marriage counselor, use the resources that are around you, find out what you need to do to be living in a way that's more consistent with the character that you want to have. And I think a final note about this one is to also remember that God is consistent even when you aren't, even when you find yourself over and over messing up in these areas, God's grace is always going to be there. That doesn't mean we just give up and say, well, I won't even try to grow, but we can remember that he's consistent even when we aren't. I always like to think of uh, James 1.17, talks about every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the Heavenly Lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He's not supporting you and helping you today and then angry and upset with you tomorrow. He's cons constant even when we aren't. When 2 Timothy 13 has the same idea, even if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. So he loves you consistently. He works for your good consistency consistently like we talked about in the verse of the month and he is with you consistently even when you're struggling in some of these areas so I really hope that this was useful and beneficial for you today 
I would absolutely love to hear from you if you listened to my last episode about just kind of building more community about the podcast. I would absolutely love it if you would just send me an email after you listen to this episode. Um, it's at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. Just send me a quick note. Let me know what are you working on in this area of consistency? Is it a habit you're trying to build into your routine? Is it consistency of character in some area? Whatever that looks like, I would just love to hear from all of you about this and then be able to have some conversations back and forth. Thank you so much for listening today, for being here. I really appreciate that we get to share this time together. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with someone. If you haven't already, you could just take two minutes to leave a rating and a review on iTunes for the podcast, which just helps us be able to reach out to more moms, more women who need some encouragement and some help in this journey as practically joyful moms together, just like we all need some help in this journey. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today, friends. I hope you have a really wonderful day.